When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live across SEN, you're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. that song and that's what every AFL team will be doing this year, chasing the Holy Grail. It all gets underway in about three weeks' time. Welcome to the show. Great to have your company on a Tuesday afternoon. Kimbo and the Roach with you for the next two hours. We are live from Studio Lumo SA, right here at number one King William Street in the city. Little warm outside. Hope you're doing okay. Here's a man for all conditions. Party people! Roach, here he is. Roach, here he is. Hey. Roach. Yes. The only human in the world that's never worked up a sweat. How are you, Roach? That's not true. Really? That is not true. What year did it happen? The only man who never worked up a sweat was the late Gordon Schwartz. I've worked up a sweat many times. <laughs> he was amazing, Gordon. He was the most immaculate man you'd ever meet. That in a day like this, when it's hitting in the old you know, language a ton, mm. he could wear a suit tie and collar in the office, in the old advertiser office, when there wasn't the air conditioning you have these days. And Jeff Kingston said that to him one day. He said, Gordon, do you ever sweat? Um, he would he, use, he would not use the word sweat. He would say perspire oh, because yeah. he was so no. articulate yeah, and well-spoken. He, yes, uh, he, was, he was a man of the people too. Lucky to have met uh, Great man. And uh, used to pop into him in the North Adelaide Shopping Centre in the Romeos there every now and again. Because he lived in North Adelaide. Yeah, yep. always so polite. But a lot of people would not remember Gordon. Oh, well, they should. Former league player with West Torrens Norwood. But most importantly, he was extremely brave man during World War Two, flying, uh, I'm trying to remember which planes he flew, but he, he was one of them that nearly was shot down in the English Channel. Great tennis, loved mm. his golf. That was a great man, Gordon Schwartz. Lived Hall of Famer life. as well at Adelaide Oval. Hey, we're live and interactive. You can have your say on all matters sport. Uh, send us a text on 0427154166. I'm not game to ask you what our phone number is, Roach. 1300 736 after yesterday's debacle. But you can text us on 0424154166. I just said that, you goose. No, you said the phone number. No, I said the text number. Oh, well, Ben, can you get that audio? <laughs> you just did 1300 736 Oh, you're saying I didn't do the text number? I did the text number. No, we'll play that back. No, you didn't. We did it. Back at lines here, paddle operator. <laughs> we'll play the opening back for you, Roach. Rightio. Okay. What do I win? Um, I'm very confident. You, no, you get egg on your face. Oh, you, oh, you're confident that I didn't say it? No, you said the phone number. Did I? All right. Well, I'm happy to have uh, tomorrow's coffees on it. No, coffees for the week. Oh, okay. You all right? Okay. All right, done, deal. Very good, yeah. All right, Ben, can you cut that up? He's on to it now. We might get that in the first break. Oh, I'm loving this. I'm loving this. Send a text, 0427154166. Who was right? Roach or myself. Uh, coming up today, Roach, apart from finding out who was right and who was wrong, 
Uh, the Sample W got underway on the weekend. Uh, Central had a 13-point victory over my beloved Eagles. Going to chat to a young lady has a wonderful story. Um, it could have been ended in a disaster. Uh, Caitlin Rosenwig, who was on the Crows list, uh, now playing for Central, had uh, a terrible accident at Albert and Oval, where she went up for a mark and landed awkwardly and uh, just mm. got up, thought she was okay, couldn't not, feel her legs. Not at all. They didn't know if she was going to play again. So looking forward to chatting to her. They take on Sturt this week. Jade Sheedy, can he turn the super coach? Can he turn the Eagles' form around and get them back into finals? I'm not 100% surprised by what happened last year. When you get so much talent taken out of your football team oh. through the draft. Yep. And, okay, we know the Eagles often described as a football factory for the way in which they can bring in so many young players. But you keep getting so much turnover, eventually you lose your balance, your systems, your stability. And it didn't happen just one year. No, so it's, it builds up. Eventually there's going to be the breaking point, isn't there? Yeah, we got a text here. Uh, the only time Richie sweats is when the tax man comes knocking. That's from oh, Chopsy. Hello, Chops. Hey. Uh, all right, we'll have a chat to Jade Sheedy. Also, we'll be crossing live to the Junction Oval. Uh, an intriguing shield game going on between the Redbacks and Victoria. It's only day two. We'll get an update on the score very shortly, Roach, but uh, it's a wicket fest at the moment. And we've managed to track down Dermot Brereton. We were going have to we? chat to him. He had yeah. a phone meltdown. He was out on his property on the farm, okay. and that's why... He couldn't get back to us the other day. Mm. All right, we're live and interactive. Jump on the dog and bone. Uh, Prince Andrew never worked up a sweat. There's another one. <laughs> we get a list going here. Oh, that was not convincing, was it, in that interview that he did? Prince Andrew, what were you thinking? That was a mess. Do you think just because you're a royalty, everyone would believe you? No. That wasn't very believable. And awkwardly anyway. saying, I never sweat. Turn it up. Alrighty, let's go around the grounds, Reach. There's a bit happening. The Junction Oval, South Australia and Victoria. When we knocked off yesterday, the South Aussies were in a good position. Yeah, because they got rid of Victoria in the first dig for 169. But in response, South Australia all out for 114, Kim. And the highest scorer in the South Australian innings, 23. Who was that? up the scorecard again, but it wasn't good enough, was it? No. McSweeney, sorry. Yeah, McSweeney, McSweeney was 23, yeah. yeah. So now Victoria is 5 for 139, a lead of 194. If they get that to 250, Kim, yeah, we're you'd in the be a bit worried, wouldn't you? We're in the fertiliser, I think. But don't give up hope. Not impossible. No, no not impossible. Don't give up hope on that one. It's only session three, day two. So... Well, we'll find out what's happening with the wicket. That's a stack of wickets in two days. Uh, Did you see the photos of it yesterday? It was green. Saw a little bit. And it was varied. So, yeah, varied. Very varied pitch. We're just waiting for Ben to cut up that audio of the opening. Benny, how are you tracking with it? He's busy. Yeah. You're sweating now, aren't you? You were sweating. No, I'm not sweating. Another text has come through. Ruchi now owes 1,200 coffees to 700 people. I'm supremely confident. Linesy, should I be confident? Yell it out. Oh, did I get it wrong? He segued quite nicely, I thought. Oh, did he? Am I wrong? (laughs) I think you are. Oh! (laughs) I think you are. You may not be right. (laughs) Oh, no. Mm. So I said it in my head and I didn't say it out loud. Perhaps. I'll have to pay for coffees in the week. We'll find out. Benny's cutting up the audio. Really? Yes. Oh, I'm glad I only put coffees on it, Roach. I yeah, would have put you... the shack on that. Oh, no. I wouldn't I, have taken it anyway. I thought I said it. And oh, Linesy was have... smiling at me. I thought he... So you were laughing at me, Brendan. Yes. Oh, he I, wouldn't, was. I wouldn't have taken the shack off you. 
Well, I I'm couldn't do that to I'm you. Taking your mountains, don't worry about that. Yeah, well, I couldn't take your shack. Oh, thank you. It would, it would, no, it would break you. Well, emotionally, yeah, well, of course it would. Mum and dad are buried there. Um, let's move on to. Oh, uh, you finally sorted that out. Did yeah, it's you? all done. Yeah, they're thank in the rockery. For that. Yep, they're there. They're happy. Is yeah. that legal or not? I don't know, Kim, but well, you've done rash, it. It's their rashes, yeah. so they're there. Uh, let's talk footy, Rich. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Dyson Heppel stood down last week. We thought it was a two-horse race between Andrew McGrath and Zach Merritt. And it did become a two-horse race because the two horses have been paired together as captain as vice-captain. The order of it is Zach Merritt is captain, not surprising, 184 games. He's 27 years of age. He's really in his prime, isn't he? And he Definitely. has been a very good player for some time now. You get two All-Australians on your record, three club champions – this is clearly a player who has the merit of the Essendon squad oh, with him. Yes. Boom, yeah. boom. And the merit of his playing ability. Look at so. you go. That's all new there at Essendon now, isn't it? President, coach, CEO, captain. Well, now, can they get it all going together nicely? Because they have so. been a bit disappointing for too long, Essendon. A bit. A bit. Oh, there's been there's some have been a lot disappointing. Massively Kim compared to a bit disappointing. Uh, yes. I've got them along with Adelaide as my improvers this year. Yeah, they should be. Not sure if should they make be. the eight, but should they be. should. Uh, when we talk to Dermot Burton, he's going to tell us who he has going out of the eight and who goes in. Mm, that's a you don't think there'll call. be any changes? I think there'll be two. Yeah, I'm not giving up on Fremantle like I'm, you are. Uh, I've got Fremantle out and Collingwood out at this stage. Yeah, Collingwood's an interesting one. Talking captains, uh, Roach. Someone's put their hand up at Brisbane. Let's have a listen, Lockie Neal. Yeah. If the club um, and the players feel that I'm the right person to do that, then yeah, I'd be um, really humbled and excited to, to do that role. I think probably the last two or three years I've been able to come outside myself and um, really try and drive and improve others around me, especially young midfielders. And so Dane Zorko stood aside as Brisbane captain. We weren't surprised by that at all. Mm. That was pretty well the way things ended at the end of last year. It was probably the moment where Brisbane need to look at something new. And the age profile as well. Okay, so who are the contenders? Harris Andrews? Yep. Lockie Neal? Who else would you put in there, Kim? Oh, Hugh wow. McCluggage? Yep. Now, possibility. Lockie Neal's got the best CV, but that doesn't always mean you become captain, mm. does it? Well, he allegedly wanted to leave a year ago. Yeah, that was an interesting story, that one, wasn't it? Mm. I think there was some truth in it, Rooch. I think there was, where there was uh, a bit we'll of smoke, there was clearly on, was fire. Yeah, we'll wait and see on that one, Rooch. We've got another captain's story, not such a good one, coming out of the Suns. Tuke Miller, who, well, we all know how good he is in terms of his status in the AFL and his Brownlow medal voting recently. He had a mild, the term from the Gold Coast Suns, Kim, is mild, mild. hamstring issue okay. in the intra-club or match sim, whatever you want to call them these days, on yep. Friday. So they've parked him. He will not play against Essendon or GWS in these trial games that are being organised by the AFL. Should be should be all right for round one, shouldn't he? Uh, well, what do we got? Three weeks, yeah. and they're calling it mild hamstring. Yeah. Should be okay, so should not be. not ideal. No. Uh, we'll talk more hamstring shortly. We'll go to a break, Rooch. Uh, now, I've just got the uh, on my computer here that we've got the audio to find out who's won the coffee and who's lost it. I was supremely confident that I read out the text number, but it's two against one here now, <laughs> and you're twirling your moustache, Rooch. Mm. Uh, let's have a listen to how it unfolded. Hey, we're live and interactive. You can have your say on all matters sport. Uh, send us a text on 0427 oh. I'm not game to ask you what our phone number is, Roach. one 736 736 
Thank oh, you. I are. said it. Linesy, <laughs> you you owe coffees as well. You had me doubting myself. I knew Good. I said it. Good. We love you doubting yourself. Yeah. So what were you? Wrong. Thank you. Let's go to a break. Roach was wrong. Live across SEN, you're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. The the 3.18 on a Tuesday afternoon. Kimbo and The Rooch with you live and interactive. 0427154166. Just a reminder, Caitlin Rosenweig coming up at uh, 3.30. Place for Central District and the Sandful W. Formerly on the Crows list, Jade Sheedy, Woodville Westron's coach at four o'clock. We'll cross to Bryce McGain at the Junction Oval and Dermot Brereton will join us as well. A few texts coming through, Rooch. This one says, afternoon, boys. Talking about the big improvers, I think they'll be Essendon and Adelaide. Uh, what about North as one of the big improvers, Kimbo? No faith, Kimbo. That's from Kangaroo Steve. Um, well, it depends how you define improvement, Steve. You had two wins last year. If you get three, that would be an improvement. And I can't see you getting a lot more. Hope I'm wrong. Yeah, it's going to be interesting how Alistair Clarkson re-establishes the kangaroos. You wouldn't imagine that that's going to emerge in the first year, nor even the second year, but I would say third year by the time he puts all the systems in place. Doesn't mean they won't scare a few teams along the way in those first two years. We're going but to it'll take a while to get North th- Melbourne back on its feet. I think so. There won't be any miracles there. Uh, we'll hear from Jamie Cripps from the West Coast Eagles, of course. Port Adelaide playing them on uh, Friday. Crows mm. will take them on as well. Uh, I think a lot of us forget they only had the two wins. That was a disaster. Yeah, they they've been in a world of pain, West Coast. Yeah. Had a listen to the uh, interview with uh, Jamie Cripps. I'll tell you, if you're having trouble sleeping, just uh, give Jamie a ring. Uh, Well, he plays better than he speaks. (laughs) He does. He does, Rooch. Here's another text that's come through. Mario. G'day, Mario. Uh, Bumfluff Benny Palmer could get a job on DRS. Yeah, well done, Benny, for proving that Rooch was wrong. Another one coming through. Ethel from Ethelden. Winning a coffee off the human crash test dummy. That's you, Roach. Is like taking corn from a blind cocky. Oh, there. There oh, you are. There you go. So is Benny in on that bet as well? Or is it just for me? You're going to no, get you. <laughs> Very quick. Yeah. Very quick. Well, what about Benny? He had to do the work. Well, he's the, you don't pay the referees. Oh, right. Okay. You don't pay them off. Now, that, now, that's true. That would look poor, wouldn't yeah. it? All right, let's move along. Um, more hamstring injuries, this time GWS. Uh, not good stories, these No, two. because Toby Bedford and Brent Daniels were quite a story at GWS last year. Uh, Brent Daniels going off to the US of A to go to that University of Wisconsin to get some you know, consultation yeah. on what to do with his hamstrings. So he he's not travelling well at all. They both... Out of those Friday match sims that were done by GWS, well, the worst one is Toby Bedford. He's 10 to 12 weeks, so that's tendon horrendous. Though. That's tendon. That'd yeah, be, that's, that's right horrendous. up on the – is that by the knee or up by the so butt? So they haven't resolved that one at all. Yeah, and, they, and they've Spending lost. a lot of time trying to resolve it and got nowhere. And they lost little Bobby, 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 Hill. Bobby. Bobby Hill. Or sometimes they call him Bobby, 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 <laughs> when they can't remember his last name. Right. <laughs> hey, uh, if I could sing, I'd sing, I've been everywhere, man. That's Jack Lacocious in terms of positions. He's found one. Forward at Gold Coast. Now, So is he saying this or is Stewie Jew and the club saying it? Well, that's the way they want to set it up. Yep. And everything that everyone's been seeing so far at Gold Coast when they've been putting their team together on the track suggests... 
that's what it's going to be, a very tall timber attack for a change. I like it. Mabwa Chow, Levi Kasbold. Levi Kasbold. And who's the other right. one, Rooch? And one of the King boys. Which one? I'd never remember this. That's why I hesitated. You want another coffee on it? No. no. <laughs> on, Max t- is at St Kilda. Has it always been at St Kilda? Which no, one Max is, is it? at St Kilda. Right. And ben, but I could tell, Rooch, you didn't even want to say his name. No. I told you about <laughs> brothers. I, and when they're twins, it's worse. Oh, that's a trap. All right. Uh, Jamie Cripps spoke on uh, Brecky in WA with Timmy Gossage. And Scotty Cummings. Scott Cummings. And uh, he was asked a question about uh, facing Port Adelaide this Friday. Well, yeah, no, the boys, the boys are fit at the moment, so which is nice, but we've only been playing against each other sort of thing. So it's, um, it'd be a good test this weekend or this Friday night um, against Port to see how we're really tracking and, um, yeah, fine-tune anything that sort of we haven't quite got right with the game plan. And, um, yeah, but the boys are, boys are going well and... Um, and fit and um, yeah, just hope yeah, hopefully we can stay that way for the for the whole year. So they're fit and going well. Uh, he was asked a more direct question, and that is, give us your five players that will combine to be part of it or be your forward setup. This was the answer. Yeah, so it'd be nice to get the Oscar back, mate. He's um, I think he'd be right to go for this Friday night, mm-hmm. which would be nice to see him running around again. And JD, I'm, I'm yeah, not quite sure how far off he is, but um, yeah, he, I think he's tracking along well from his ankle. So them two would be nice. Big Jakey Waterman, mate. He's had a slow build in pre-season, but he's coming good at the right time of year, mate. So he's he'd be in there. And There's then two more yeah, spots. So we got not a long. He's had a really good pre-season. He's very skillful. He, he plays his role well, mate. So he'll be, he'll be pushing for hopefully round one selection and over the, he'll hopefully see him play some good games over the next couple of weeks in the practice games. They finish bottom? I was going to ask. We do remember West Coast long time ago going from a wooden spoon to a top four side. Mm. But they had talent. It was just a matter of getting the injuries resolved and a few other issues that they had off the field. But are we still looking at that squad saying it's not the right balance? It's still heavily reliant on older senior players who might be hanging on a little too long in the AFL? Well, they get Jaden Hunt from Melbourne yeah. as a free agent. We know he can play. He'll give them run from defence. Apart from that, uh, they've just got a stack of recruits from the draft. You know, pick 29, mm. a couple of rookie Category rookie, category B rookies. So there's still a lot hanging on Natanui. Well, and he's in the twilight of his career. Yeah. They lose one of the best forwards in the competition, Josh Kennedy. Yep. Uh, they lose Junior Rioli to Port Adelaide. Port Adelaide. So I really just do not see how they improve. They won't have the injuries and all the COVID problems that they had. Well, really hamstrung yeah. by that. Yeah, you can't always guarantee against injuries, mm. but they wouldn't want to have... The sequence of issues that they had last year repeating. So, Steve, uh, the kangaroo, they may be your ticket and stop you from feeling on the bottom. Ooh, West Coast is a wooden spooner again. That would be, well, that'd be harsh. Well, Rooch, um, it's a big empire, West Coast. I've got uh, Essendon a hell of a lot better than them at yeah. the moment, I think. I think GWS will be. I don't think they'll be great. Uh, Adelaide's on the up. Hawthorne, some are saying, will struggle to win four. I think our own Mark Bickley said that. Okay. I hope I haven't misquoted him. You can hear Bix and Jared Walsh in the mornings between 6 and 8.30 right here on SEN. Mm. Um, and Gold Coast will be about where they were last year, surely. 
Uh, high hopes for Gold Coast. Mm, press, I mean, how long have we been waiting for Gold Coast to press for a finals berth? Hang on, Steve's fought back. Oh, uh, we no. love you, Kangaroo What's Steve. Before now? we go to the break, he What's says, he "Come on, the last three years the club has been a basket case. Noble didn't fit in well because he didn't have a game plan. There is more talent on our list than people will give us credit for. There's it's been talent. hard for those players when the club has no direction. That's all changed." And we will bounce back quicker than the media believes. Mark my words, Kimbo and the Roach. Mm. I hope you're right, Steve. I barrack for North Melbourne as a youngster before the AFL started, Roach. We better go to a break. You happy with that? More than happy. Yeah, what's our text number? It is 0424 <laughs> <154 166>. <laughs> Live across SEN, you're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Nearly 3.32, time for the 3.30 news. We're live from Studio Lumo SA. We're a little late, but I've won coffees for the week because of Roots' memory loss. Well, yes. Or lack of attention. Memory loss. I'd say lack of attention. Right here. We leave it at that. Whatever you wish. Matt's been very attentive in Brisbane. Uh, we're Hello, talking Matt. about who'll finish uh, bottom, and I think you're on the money, Matty boy. Steve, I've done a little bit of homework during the break. We were going to do this in two weeks' time, but uh, there's no question. Matt says, West Coast, GWS, Roos and Hawks, clear-cut bottom four teams for 2023. Uh, I agree, and I'd throw St Kilda just out of that. But I think uh, GWS, then North Melbourne, then the Hawks, then West Coast Eagles, Roach. North Melbourne Hawks, you might be able to mix them up a little bit. But, uh, yeah, that's where I've got the bottom four. I think West Coast Eagles for the spoon. Wow. Mm. Okay. Be an interesting year. Thoughts? Just as much as – no, I agree with you. They're the mix. But yep. still would have – yeah, I don't think North – yeah, I still think North are pretty well the spoon contender. No, Steve might be right. They've got some talent in the midfield. Yeah. They've got a few targets up forward. And they've gained a little bit of experience as well. Oh, look, they picked up a tall defender in Griffin Logue. Uh, Liam Shields comes over mm. from Hawthorne to give them a little bit of balance and experience. And uh, they've got some good youngsters there. So I would rather be on them than West Coast in terms of where they're going to finish, who's going to finish higher. All right, we need to go to the news because we're late. Then we're going to have a chat to a young lady who has a very interesting story. Caitlin Rosenweig was on the AFLW list for the Crows, now playing for Central District. Live across SEN, you're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Seven on a beautiful Tuesday afternoon, a wonderful summer's day. Hope you're keeping cool. We're live and interactive. Send a text on 0427-154-166. We're here at Studio Lumo SA, number one King William Street. Coming up on the show at 3.30, no, at 4 o'clock, Jade Sheedy, Woodville West Torrance coach, will cross to Bryce McGain, former Australian cricketer, uh, at the Junction Oval to see how the Redbacks are going against Victoria and Dermot Brereton. We'll have a chat to Big Derm and he'll tell us who's falling out of the eight. And who's going up in the eight in the AFL this year? But right now, I have to do an apology, Roach. Has nothing to do with our coffees. I've been saying all day that we'll be chatting to a young girl from Central District called Caitlin Rosenweig. It is Rosenzweig. So I apologise, Caitlin. How are you? 
Good, thank you. How are you? <laughs> Not bad. We listened online to the commentators. They got it wrong. Yeah, they always do. They always do. Hey, uh, you've got an amazing story. You were on the AFLW list for the Crows, then you had a, um, a nasty injury at the Alberton Oval one day. Take us through what happened. Yeah, I um, went up for a mark in uh, I think the third or the last quarter of an exhibition game and come down, landed on my coccyx, which um, then crunched my spinal cord. And, yeah, I fractured a couple of vertebrae, but, yeah, got back on field and then I unfortunately did my ACL, so I'm not sure how amazing the story is, but, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a journey to... But when you, um, yeah. when you did that to your coccyx bone, you got up straight away, I believe, and uh, then had no feeling in your legs. No, I did try and get up. I just thought I was winded. So I've taken a big fall here and, um, yeah, I'm a bit winded. I'll get up in a sec. And, yeah, as I went to get up, that's when I couldn't feel my legs or anything and I thought Ooh. maybe there's something a bit more serious here. All right. And then you do the uh, ACL and you miss a year of footy. You're back playing with the Bulldogs now. Tell us a bit about yourself, though. When did your love of footy start and where did you grow up? Are you a country girl? Yeah, I am. I grew up playing football with the boys at Hamley Bridge. Um, I started playing when I was nine years old and haven't looked back since. And yeah. And how do you then position yourself into Central <laughs> District and the Crows testing squad there? Uh, built my way up, uh, played for Anglevale and Salisbury in the um, Women's League and then was selected for the SA State team for... Um, Four years in a row, I believe, and then yeah, the Crows picked me up through there in the NT Thunder program. So, and then I found my way at Centrals, being aligned with them um, as my home address is out in the Barossa. Yeah. So, so does the AFLW dream still live with you? Yes, it does. Oh, yes. That's a very strong answer. Uh, so, what's the pathway there? Like, having a huge season this year. Yeah, hopefully um, injury free, and um, yeah can hopefully find myself back on a list within the next year or two. Well, you had a 13-point um, yeah, win over Woodville West Torrens. Uh, your mob's yet to play in finals in the Sandful W. Tell us about what it's like down at the Doggies at the moment. You've got some new facilities. We do. We have some new facilities, some new girls, um, some new board members in their positions, and they're all doing um, a very good job. I think this year the club's got a very different vibe about it, and... Um, it's a good place to be. Yeah, I definitely feel at home at the Doggies and um, it's an absolute pleasure to play for the club. So what's the biggest progress you've seen with the Sanford W, Caitlin? Um, I think it's things like our new facilities for the women's side of things, um, but also the, the talent coming through now that we've got juniors yep. involved. Um, good to see because at my age, the cutoff was, I think... 16 and then you were just playing in the women's league with the women, whereas now you've got girls starting from under 10s. I think Central's have 14s, 17s, and now two senior teams. And hey, Caitlin, we've, I reckon you're out in the wind there somewhere. We're getting a lot of wind noise coming through your phone. Oh, sorry. No, that's all right. Sorry, yeah, I'm sitting outside, sorry. Yeah, I don't know if you can uh, just get a bit of protection somewhere. That sounds uh, that sounds better now. Hey, you mentioned about new management of the club. Greg Edwards is there. Has he been closely involved with the women's program? Yeah, yeah. Greg's very spread evenly across both men and women's, which is good to see. Um, I had a bit to do with Greg when I was at North Adelaide playing there as well. Um, 
genuine bloke and, yeah, couldn't ask for a better person in that position. Yeah, he's an absolute ripper. And, uh, Rich, those improvements, uh, the City of Playford funded $1.8 million and mm. uh, we heard Darren Chandler from the Sandville talk about it last week when he spoke to him. All right, let's move on to this week. You're off to a good start, a 13-point victory over the Eagles. You take on Sturt Saturday, and that one's at Thebberton Oval. You would have played there before. Yep, yep. Last game I played there, I won a flag for Salisbury. So oh, okay. Happy returns. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how do you rate Sturt this year? Uh, I haven't watched them. Um, I didn't watch their game versus South Adelaide on the weekend. Um, but over the last few years, they've definitely grown as a club and are looking stronger and stronger every year. So it should be a good battle out there. Saturday afternoon. Well, we'll keep an eye on that one. It gets underway at 12 o'clock Saturday. If people want to pop down there, as we know, the Sample W, it is free to go and watch. It's a great day's entertainment. It'll be played at Thebby Oval, Sturt and Central. Caitlin, we'll keep an eye on you right throughout the year. We wish you all the very best and uh, hopefully that AFLW dream stays well and truly alive. Thanks very much. There she is, Caitlin Rosenzweig. It's got to be one of the best state leagues to be pitching yourself for an AFLW career, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, it's getting, getting harder though, isn't it? But then again, 18 clubs now. Yep, uh, more spots. All righty, we've got to go to a break. We're going to be on time for once. Uh, we've got a number of texts coming through. Simon, uh, oh, hang on. We've just got a text come through. Ask Caitlin how a new assistant coach, Bazza, is going. I'm sure Bazza is going great guns. And we'll get to those other texts as well. Quite a few saying, Rucha, your ears painted on okay. after the uh, coffee fiasco a little bit earlier. Right. But I can say, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, he's taken defeat quite well. This is Kimbo and the Rooch. <laughs> <laughs> Live across SEN, you're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. 3.49, just a reminder, Jay Chetty after 4 o'clock will cross the Junction Oval with Bryce McGain. Can you get us an update, Roots, of what's happening? Yes, I'll give you a couple yeah, of seconds. No, Dermot Brereton also will join us. He'll give us his top eight, who goes out and who goes in. A few texts coming through while you're checking the score in the Shield game, Roots. Um, there's a story going around about a guy who went to a Melbourne restaurant yesterday. This is fact. I've seen it on the news services. I saw the uh, oh, lady yes. And spent $450, then left a $10,000 tip yes. for the waitress. The text goes on to say, I'm guessing Rucci wasn't in Melbourne yesterday. No, I can wasn't. assure you he wasn't. No. It's not the type of activity he'd get involved in either. Tipping. Big tip. You got a score? You don't want to hear it, though. Victoria is now six for 186. Short 94, not out, off 110 balls. He's in rare form. So Victoria leads by 241 runs, Kim. We're in the fertiliser route. Let's go on to something more positive. Ugh. Optus Yes Moments. Uh, great business starts with Yes. Search Optus Business. Now, this is where we look for something where someone's agreed to something and it's turned out to be very positive. Mm. You get asked, will you do this? And they say, yes. And it's going to come with a quiz today, Kim. Oh. Really? Yeah, we'll test you out. It's not a quiz segment, Roach. Well, is why this not? Pay, is this payback because you forgot what you said earlier? No, I wanted to have a quiz attached to it anyway. <laughs> oh, I see you've been running around being very secretive here. Okay. Right. Hit me, Well, a young man who was on the Adelaide Football Club's mm. list from the beginning 
1996 summer of, leading into the 1997 summer. Never expected it. But Malcolm Blight, as the new coach, came up to him and said, I want you to be captain. Mm-hmm. And Mark Bickley said, yes, I will lead the Adelaide Crows. Mm-hmm. So successful was it that he became a premiership captain in his first year. Mm-hmm. Backed it up in his second year as well, when they went back to back under Blight and Bickley. Now, the quiz question that comes attached with this, since then, there have been three men who've also said yes to being captain and immediately picked up the premiership flag in their first year of their captaincy. I'm removing... You can get them, you think about it. Remove Easton Wood and Warren Treadray, who came into it after injury to the appointed captains. Well, they're only um, temporary captains, weren't they? Well, but they still... Premiership captains, though, and mm-hmm. in their first year of doing it. But there are three men since Mark Bickley became a Premiership captain in his first year who claim the flag in their first year of leadership at their AFL clubs. Mm-hmm. Good on all of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you could get at least one of them. Oh, I've got to think of the flags. Um, right, first year. First year as captain. You may need to put music on. There'll be a lot of, a lot dead, of tick, dead tick, air. ticking. Yeah. Um, oh, it'll be so. <laughs> it'll be so more pressure. Um, a little quieter lines. Yeah, I'm dead in, uh, deaf in one ear. I'll dead, give you some hints. Um, Two of them are Brownlow medalists. Does that help you? Yeah. Uh, oh, Sam Mitchell. <laughs> Sam Mitchell. Yeah, his first year as Hawthorne captain. Okay, yes, that's right. A premiership captain. Um, did we have someone at the Swans? Yes, but not as a Brownlow medalist. But you are right, as with the Swans. Right. Well, just think of someone big. Yeah. Big, bustling. Barry Hall. Well done. Yeah, that's two. He Um, became premiership captain. You can get the third. The other one was a Brownlow medalist. Brownlow medalist. Um, oh, dearie me, this is annoying. Um, oh, West Coast Eagles. Well done. Yes. South Australian. No. No, no. Um, no. Yes, number 25. Club is right. Yeah, number 25. No. No. No, you're right with the club. And he's a Brownlow medalist. Oh, so it's going back. Not that hard now. No, no, Brownlow medalist. Um, wow. There's a blind spot here on you. <laughs> Big question without notice, um, and he didn't hang around afterwards. He went to another club. Oh, how many more clues can I give? Uh, you? Oh, everyone's sitting there going, "How thick am <laughs> They're I?" They're screaming I them out. Them. Yeah, I know. Well, it wasn't Chris Judd. Yes, Chris Judd, first year, two thousand and six, premiership captain. Was he captain? Yes. Remember, Ben couldn't do it anymore. Ah, you're ah. right, and he got up. Oh, dearie me! Yes. Yeah, I can see the how vision. the memories all start to yeah. flood back. And uh, Benny, Benny jumped up and grabbed the cup and yes. had a bit of me me time yes, as well. Didn't he? Well, I did okay, Roach. Yes, Not you did. Bad. You did very well. All right, now, that was yeah. a very elongated Optus yes, yes moment. moment. Uh, search Optus business or call <laughs> our dedicated business team today. Great business starts with yes. All right, it's not a bloody quiz, Roach. Uh, talking the West Coast Eagles, though, Josh Kennedy retired full forward. Had a little bit to say on SEN this week about uh, the expectations for the Eagles. 
Definitely, Dave. Um, you know, the big thing from last year was was just the, the healthy list. We, um, we we had a few numbers that went down early, especially early in pre-season, that, that, that last practice match we had. Lost some key guys there and then um, kind of a bit of inconsistency in through the year with, with a few players. So, um, you know, from more reports and from what I've seen and, and, and talked to the boys, they're all um, they're all healthy and fit, most of them. Um, we've had a, a good core of, I suppose, our, our main 22 that have been training and doing all of pre-season. So, um, for the boys to stay healthy and fit during the year, um, that will bring a lot more consistency in, in the training and then also the games that they play. So I'm expecting them to, to have a few more wins than, than we did last year. But You're yeah. not, Kim. No, I'm not. Uh, obviously, he'll be optimistic. I've got him to finish bottom. If you've just joined us, you can jump on our Twitter handle as well. I think we've got a poll up there at the moment going. Benny, is that right? Will the West Coast Eagles finish bottom? Uh, most people seem to think from the correspondence we're getting, Roach, it'll be GWS, North Melbourne, Hawks and West Coast battling it out. The bottom four. You I'm never know, to, I'm though. trying to hold hope with GWS. Got a lot of time for Adam Kingsley. No, it's not the coach alone that does everything, but you need the cattle, so to speak. Yeah. Well, they've lost quite a few, haven't they? It's amazing. That. You've still got to explain to me how Sydney can hold them and GWS doesn't. Well, the... Bruch, we've been down that track before. Mm-hmm. But it's ex- well, you don't accept intriguing. the answer. No, I, I do accept it. One's an established club. Yeah. One's based right in the Harbour City. Mm-hmm. Yes. Let's hope more for GWS. We've invested a lot of money in those franchises, Kim. GWS and Gold Coast. Want to see a return, don't we? we do Growth of the game in the west of Sydney. Thought you are going to tear up then, uh, well, Rich. Um, that was Josh Kennedy. He was talking to Mark Duffield this morning over in Perth. That's the NWA. Yep. Uh, here's an interesting text that's come through. Change of direction. Mm. Rich, your thoughts on this? I see Victoria trying to entice Peter Siddle back to continue his Shield career with Ooh, them at 38 okay. years of age. Mm. Talk about clogging up the national pathways. Maybe he should be working with Cricket Australia instead and giving the young up-and-coming quick some tricks of the trade instead of denying them a game. Simon in Adelaide. Um, I'm always a believer the best person has the right for that position. Right. He's bowling well. Yep. But if there's not someone that's 19, 20, 21, 22 coming through that's better than him at the moment, that mightn't say a lot about the bowling stocks for Victoria at the moment. No. But I think he'll be back playing BBL for Adelaide again next year. Yes, he does that well. Yeah. Delivers there. Although the side did fall apart at the end, didn't it? It was a campaign that had a great deal of hope and didn't finish well, did it? Well, we got a few records and it, it just fell to pieces, yes. uh, just mm. as the Aussies have uh, over in India. Is that is that a team of denial as well? Oh, I think so. I, I heard Andrew McDonald, yeah. the Australian coach, uh, I was watching it on television this morning, saying that he wouldn't change anything about the preparation. We'll take some responsibility. So yeah, what, so he, is he, just what is his strong. argument? His argument is... The plan was right. It just hasn't been executed correctly. That's what he's pretty well saying. Well, it? I'll tell you, Ian Healy didn't agree with that. Our mm. very own and former Australian wicketkeeper, uh, he was very critical of the preparation of the Indian tour. This has always been a contentious break, this one. Oh, it, it probably looks worse than it is. I think these guys are good enough at uh, coping with time away and then come back together with plenty of time, maybe five days before the next test, uh, and get, get enough work in. Uh, my criticism's always been there's not enough work done before this test tour so that you earn your break. Um, so, you know, it, it's an arrogant schedule that thought that we didn't need any sort of matches first 
and we'll definitely need a break when we're 2-0 up or 1-0 up in the series. Arrogant schedule. A lot of, so form, the next lot of time, former players having a bit to say at the moment. Yeah. So the next time Australia tours India is not till 2027. What do you think it will look like before they go on that tour? Oh, I think the preparation will be a lot more thorough and they'll get over there a lot earlier. And Travis Head hopefully will be captain, Roach. Uh, Ian Healy spoke about uh, David Warner and where's he? where he's at. Uh, one day is after this mm. test tour. going to be huge crowds and great profile and a great chance for Davey to get those feet moving again. Um, I heard uh, yesterday, I think, that it's a seven-day seven type injury. So mm. he, he could be available for this next test um, as long as his concussion's right. That's the little hairline crack in his elbow. Mm. So I, I hope he's not flying home, and he might even be home already if that is the case. But... but um, because he's got work to do, he's got to he's got to get right into this test series if he gets a chance, and minimum get into those three one days and make the most of them. Yeah, the one days will be okay. Would he really want to risk his spot by going out there after concussion and also with a hairline fracture in the forearm? Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Australian coach Andrew McDonald, he's got the answer. He believes the the boys just need to clear their minds before the next test. I'm not sure how we clear their minds at this stage. Um, I think the best way to clear the minds is get, get away from the game for a couple of days. Um, for those that have been um, fully invested in those first two test matches, other players will have different programs and, and then we come back together again and, and we build towards the next test. But let, let's not sort of veer away from the, the fact that we had a strong position as well. Um, so are we good enough? I think the, the answer to that is yes, we're good enough. If we apply our best, um, it's going to take our best. And unfortunately for one hour of the game, we weren't at our best and you can lose it that quickly over here. He's glossing that one. Had a strong position? Uh, we were in a good position. A strong position? Good position. Yeah. I was glossing that one. We're an unforgiving mob, aren't we? <laughs> they, 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 they are, they yeah. are the, the number yeah. one ranked side in the Absolutely. world. Well, they were, but uh, two really poor performances. Oh, he's got their short. 101 now. Victoria leads by 257. They have four wickets in hand. Kim. Yep, we're in a spot of bother now. All right, we've got to yeah. go to the four o'clock news. Uh, we'll be joined by Woodville West Torrance coach Jade Sheedy on the other side. Live across SEN, you're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Three minutes past four on a Tuesday afternoon, a glorious summer's day. We are live from Studio Lumo SA. You can have your say on the text line 0427154166. Stack of texts coming through. We'll get to those very, very shortly. One of our favourites up next, Roots, his first two years at Woodville West Torrens. Premiership, Premiership, lost his cape last year. He was known as the super coach. It disappeared. They finished in seventh position. But, gee, they lost some players during that uh, the last couple of years. They've got a few back this year to find out a little bit more. Jade Sheedy joins us. Hello, Jade. Kim, Roosh, how are we, boys? <laughs> yeah, not bad. Happy New Year. Yeah, likewise. Uh, what did you get up to before we get into footy? How was the summer break for you? Yeah, it was good. Went back to Muldura, which uh seen mum and dad. Haven't been back there for a while, so it was nice to see family and, um, yeah, just relax, really. I mean, we, we get a decent break, but it's not it's not too big. The boys are back at train on around the 7th, 8th of January and, and sort of finish on about the 23rd of December, so we get the sort of two and a half weeks, as probably most people do, and then back into it. But it was a, yeah, it was a nice break. Did you have the annual family sabbatical down at Robe, is it, that you normally go? 
Yeah, to Beachport. Beachport, no, we, didn't, we didn't go this year. Yeah, yes. No, no, we didn't go because mum and dad were back in Mildura and we hadn't been back there for about four or five years. So we did that trip instead. So, yeah, one one year we do the river and the next year we do the ocean. So it's, it's a good mix. We've spoken to you over the last few years and uh, it was unbelievable what you did in the first and the second year given the players that you were losing. It's just become a little... Um, a little factory for uh, making AFL footballers down at Eagle Land. Uh, you've got a few back this year, though. Jimmy Rowe, Riley Collier, Dawkins, Zane Williams. Tell us about the recruits. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're the boys back from from AFL. Obviously, yeah. Lucky to get all three. Really. I mean, James. We know James' story, mm. um, and he's he's come back to us this year through the Adelaide Crows and. Then Zane Williams as well had a brief stint at, at Geelong. He got taken in the in the mid season and he was doing some terrific things last year for us before he went in the mid season he ended up playing state footy. Uh, and then yeah, lucky enough to get Riley Collier Dawkins who was talking to a couple of S NFL clubs. He wanted a bit of a sea change and yeah, got on really well with Riley and he'll he'll give us um some extra depth through the middle of the ground, which is great. So yeah, we see James playing in the middle of the ground as well. Like it's it's good to obviously get James back and then not Park him in a forward pocket, he's, he's done that and that his next transition in footy is to go in and, and be a dominant midfielder, which we think he can. You thought that he could play midfield minutes uh, at AFL level. Do you think he was unlucky? Oh, I'm, I'm biased, I know. I mean, anyone that plays probably 36 games in two years and gets delisted, I mean, they're the stats, would yep. would think that you'd be unlucky, so I can only go off the stats. But, I mean, I, I watch James closely and got a good relationship with him and um you know used to still talk to him and um and obviously when he was in, in the AFL system and yeah I thought he played some some good footy um but it's hard to know when you're not in that system like all clubs they they have to make list changes and and see different people playing in different roles and so I'd rather leave that for them Jade intrigued with Caleb Polder now he's signed with the Footscray Bulldogs did you knock on his door at all over the off season yeah, absolutely. We reach out to all our juniors. They're our first priority yeah. um, as a footy club is to always get our our juniors back. Sometimes they, they come back here, sometimes they stay in Melbourne or Perth and sometimes actually go to other SANFL clubs um, as well for a bit of a change-up. But we always make contact with them and always try and get them back. And I think Caleb's really settled into Melbourne life. Okay. Um, she's got a Melbourne girlfriend and... Yeah, he's got some great mates at our footy club. Zach Phillips, one of his best mates, is a young developing ruckman in our footy club. And but yeah, I think Caleb's time of life and what he was doing, he was enjoying Melbourne and, and wanted to stay there. And, okay. and who knows, next year might be different. Mm. Okay, interesting. Talking big ruckman, uh, you've lost one. Who fills Jared Redden's yeah. boots this year? Yeah, big boots <laughs> to fill. Uh, uh, so we've got a we've got a couple. Obviously, Zach Phillips uh, is a young. Young Ruckman coming up. This is Zach's third year now it's at senior footy. He's a state under-18 Ruckman um, a few years back. And obviously, we, we recruited David Brinker-Ritchie, who's from the Box Hill Hawks. He's a 20-year-old, 200-centimetre, who played VFL footy last year with um, with Box Hill. So, yeah, we're very lucky to get to get David. Obviously, they don't fall off trees, Ruckman. And mm. we tried pretty hard to get one, knowing that um, it was going to be Reddos last year. And as you said, a, a big void to fill. Jade, was it inevitable if you keep being raided through the national drafts, mm-hmm. the mid-season drafts, that eventually the toll was going to be taken on the Eagles or are you looking at other issues? Oh, well, you don't want to whinge, do you, Roosh? But I mean, yeah. I guess... There's a reality, though. I think 
Yeah, it is a reality, and it's great for our footy club. And although you want to keep winning, you know, it's hard enough to win premierships without losing anyone. I think you know the, the stats are there, and, and people know know what it was. And I think mm. we've only got four four or five players left from 2020. So wow. a huge changeover of our footy club. And I think there's 10 or 11 on AFL list that played in them premierships. That and you're not talking 18, 19 year old kids. You're talking, yeah. you know, 22, 23, even James Cheetahs, who was 26, and Jack Hayes. That's so right. yeah. most most years, I think it was a combination of us being probably dominant through a period when no one else was playing. <laughs> so, you know, I guess the, the TAC Cup weren't playing, the VFL weren't playing. So um, we were winning and, and playing good footy, and, and a lot of our players were, were dominating. And so they... I guess got got picked from AFL clubs. So this is your third preseason where you've been in charge. How much different is it to the first one? Yeah, a lot. Yeah, we've we've had to keep like any coach. This is my fourth year. I'm going into my fourth year now. So yeah, so this is yeah we've changed a fair bit. I mean, you have to. We we finished seventh last year for a reason, and you know some of that I guess was what we talked about before losing James and Jack. You know, in March, and then Zane in. In June, but a lot of clubs are faced with losing players in the mid-season draft. So we need to get better in a lot of areas, and um, hence we've trained pre-season. Our team D will look a lot different this year. The way we move the footy, we'll try and be a bit faster at ground level. So yeah, there's always things as a coach that you need to get better at. You can't just think that no, oh, we'll be right um, because you can get halfway through the year and you're not, and then it's a long way back. So yeah, we've, we've changed a fair bit over the pre-season. And a tricky start to the season to navigate. You'll be away from home for the first four games because of renovations happening down there at the club. Yeah, that's right. So I don't think we're back till round five, um, which will be exciting when we get back. Hopefully we get a good crowd for that game. But oh, it's good. It's another challenge for our footy club. I think it's, yeah, it's a bit of bring it on, I guess, is our attitude. Like We'll be away. And I mean, there's no easy game in the SNFL, but I think mm. we've got Norwood, Glenelg, North Adelaide and Sturt so <laughs> all the way in the first four weeks so um, which is good I, I guess the footy club it, you know I guess you see where you sit um, and see what you know how the pre-seasons worked and I mean every club's flying at this time if you ask any coach so but we haven't played any games so it'll be a great test for us so and none, none bigger than playing Norwood round one when they unveil the flag so um, it'll be a good challenge for us. Yeah, Cooper Stadium, 7.40 start that one, Friday, March the 31st. You've got two, three trial games before that, North Adelaide, West Adelaide and Norwood. Do you get to say who you play or do the Sample do that? No, no, we do. Uh, it's organised between the clubs. Um, mm. This year, yeah, I, I guess there's a bit of a crossover with the draw as well. So we obviously organised Norwood the last trial and then found out we are playing them round one. Yeah, <laughs> so, right. yep. so, yeah, we did speak to the club and we, we tried to change it, but it's hard because everyone's locked in and, and there were a couple of um, quadruple headers now with the girls as well that, you know, tie into um, oh, men's trials as well with the, with the girls playing. So uh, logistically, it's just too hard to change. What about you as a coach yourself, Jade? How much have you changed? Yeah, a lot. I'm a lot more relaxed now, I think. I think when you first get in, you you try and, uh, I guess, you put so much into it because you want to do well, and, and that hasn't changed. I still live and breathe it, but I guess I've got better at being able to switch off and yeah. have family time when you're at home because I think that's the hardest thing as a coach. You, the phone's always on. You know, you've either got to 
a coach or a player or admin, you're always talking to someone. Um, so I've just got, I guess, better in them areas and being a little bit more efficient with my time as well and not, not stewing on the small stuff as much. Hmm. Jade, I'm Good. not sure if this is a biggie. You play a curtain raiser against Adelaide Sample side. I think that's round nine when Adelaide take on West Coast. How do you feel about Sample playing curtain raisers? Oh, we were all for it, but I guess once again, it's um, probably a selfish point from us because our boys get to play on Adelaide Oval. So that was it's a hard gig, you know. The, the boys train four or five times a week in pre-season. They've got to hold down a job as well. There's nothing better than playing finals at Adelaide Oval and getting there and, you know, having world-first-class well, well facilities and stuff like that. So I think that, you know, every time you can get an opportunity to be in front of a you know, half a decent crowd by the time probably we finish and, and play in an, an elite stadium, we, we jump at it because the, the boys do thrive in that situation and, and, they, and they love it. How do you deal with James Rowe when he probably thought his AFL career was only just starting and now it's back to the sample? How do you deal with a, a player who's had that sort of dream come, cut short, really? Oh, I think it's on the individual attitude, like Rowe's... He's first class as, as a human being, first and foremost. Like, he's he's an A-plus bloke. So um, it's pretty pretty easy. Like, I think, Rowie, you know, you obviously have to set him goals. And I guess, you know, we've talked about playing in the midfield a lot and, and not coming back and being stale and sitting in a forward pocket mm. and, you know, winning Ken Farmer medals. He's He's done all that. And I guess when you go away and you play... 36 AFL games, what you need is new challenges if you, mm. you know, you come back into a different environment. So, yeah, he'll play in the middle of the ground for us this year. He'll still spend some time forward, but that's, I guess, his next challenge is to be the best player in the competition in the SNFL um, because probably when he, you know, when he left, he was three years younger and probably wasn't the best player. So there's always, there's always great challenges and, and great goals to get to um, in different competitions. And he's been... Yeah, first class and focused, and he's a great club man. He loves the Eagles, and yeah, it's been a pretty easy transition um, for him, we hope, and, and definitely for us it has. You lose a talented youngster in Matthias Filippo. Um, he hasn't been shy in stating his ambitions. That's caught a few people off guard. Hello? Jade. We've lost yeah, got oh. you. Yep. Yep. yep, we got you. That's yeah, Matthias Filippo, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's very yep. confident about his future. He is Matthias, yeah. He's a, he's a great kid. Like it's it's one of those things. I guess you got to get to know him, don't you? Everyone's mm. everyone's um, got an opinion on everyone, but he's confident, and um, so he should be. I mean, he, he had a great preseason with us, and really mixed it, you know, with all our league players. He's an elite runner. He's a real competitor. He hates losing, um, and it was just unfortunate for him. Probably got injured at wrong times. Otherwise, he you know probably would have played some league footy last year for us, but. Yeah, he'll be fine. I think he'll he'll carve out with his attitude and the way he works. I think he'll carve out a pretty long career, hopefully, in the AFL. And just a quickie to finish on, how are you enjoying the integration inter, integration between the women's competition? You went down by 13 points to the Doggies. Are you having much to do with their program? I have a little bit to do with Noel, the, the head coach. We obviously um, talk and chat and obviously, the, you know, we deal with the board and, and a few things like that. Um, yeah, the leadership groups getting together with the girls' leadership group um, shortly as well. So just to make sure all their values and stuff, which they are, are aligned. And so yeah, no, it's really good. The girls, um, 
the girls are fantastic. They're they're so enthusiastic mm. and you'd love to put some of that enthusiasm into the boys sometimes because they're so <laughs> new into the game. They have a bit of a different outlook. Um, but yeah, Narelle's doing some great things and they're, they're super fit, the girls, this year. They did a massive pre-season and it's a long year and um, hopefully they, they have a really successful year. Well, Dave, we look forward to chatting to you a little bit closer to the start of the season. You start off taking on Nord, as you mentioned before. Uh, it'll be a big game, that one. It's on Friday, March the 31st. But you've got three trial games before that. Uh, we wish you all the best for the year and we look forward to chatting to you again. Thanks for having me, boys. Thanks, Jade. Jade Sheedy, he's an absolute Do they uh, rebound? Ripper. I think so, when you have a look. They've, they've Recruiting staff have worked hard, haven't they? Mm. James Rowe, Riley Collier-Dawkins, Zane Williams, David Brinker-Ritchie from Traugan and Box Hill Hawks, Max Beattie from the Wodonga Raiders, Daniel Sladjevich, South Adelaide, Joss Mawson, Port Douglas. Gee, they've gone far and wide. Carter Norman, North Albury, and Sam Tilly from Lauderdale. Mind you, they've lost Jared Redden, as we said, Jared Allman. A lot of experience there. Matthias Philippou, Dylan Clark to Port Melbourne. Uh, so they've lost a few. It's a lot of change, isn't it? Camillus Yolman, what's gone to the Wodonga Raiders. Yep. Ethan Haylock, a uh, son of, I think he's gone to Norwood. Gary yeah. Haylock, that played for Woodville many And there is all the other ago. son of as well, Connor McLeod. He went to Glenelg. Yep. So yeah, a, a lot, lot of, of movement. There. A lot of movement. All right, we've got to move to, to watch. 4.18. We need to go to a break. Live across SEN, you're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. The 4.23 on a Tuesday afternoon. We'll be crossing to the Junction Oval shortly. Not good news for South Australia. They'll be chasing at least 250 by the look of it. And then well, we'll be joining that. Yeah, well, I was trying to be nice about <laughs> it, Rooch. That, I'm afraid, Kim. Well, they could, what are they at at the moment? 279, the lead is. 279, well... Mm. Close to 300 or yeah. more. <laughs> uh, yeah. All righty. Hey, we chatted about Adelaide United. It was the most animated I'd seen Carl Viet after the fourth goal was scored for the equaliser. It's staggering that game had eight goals in it. Yeah. Considering fe- what... First time yep. in the A-League that there's been a draw at four all. Assistant coach for Adelaide United was on with Bix and uh, Walshy this morning uh, after talking about reviewing the late goal they conceded. You know, first and foremost, when we're looking at it, I'm looking at... Uh, you know our principles and our philosophies in in terms of uh, you know where, where's our back four uh, body position in um, or not just the back four but our midfielders as well on the edge of the area are our starting points correct and look you know no one else is listening so between me and you I think you know the heat comes into play as well it makes it hard hard that decision making becomes harder but but that's what they get paid to do that's when these decisions and these philosophies really uh sort of uh, are important and that's why we work on them day to day for moments like this so look we fell a little bit short and but look it can't take anything away the effort that they put in and i think the show that they put on for the crowd at the end of the day was um you know you, you can't you can't be too critical of them Okay. Oh, I think the That's coach Mark was. Milligan's review of it. <laughs> hey, it was entertaining. Translate that one for me, Kim. Uh, you're not playing for the crowd. You're playing for the points. Mm. Look, yeah, I wouldn't be blaming Heat, but um, yeah, but it's yeah, it's the great test of sport, isn't it? How you hold up under the greatest. It was a great game. Uh, hey, reached some really good news for the Matildas and the Socceroos. 
Well, importantly for the Socceroos, because it tells you by getting into that final 16 at the World Cup just what sort of credibility they've established and people want to play against them. Now, first up, April 11 at Brentford, that's in West London, Kim, Mm -hmm. the Matildas will play England in what is yet another build-up to the World Cup that's coming to here in Australia. So that's an interesting match for them. But this one's very important to note. Socceroos will play England in London on the 13th of October. Now, in the past, those games have been moved to well, London venues of the clubs, right? Mm. This time it's actually at Wembley, you know, the big stadium at Wembley. So the last time I think Australia played England in England would have been, might have even been at Chelsea. So to get to Wembley tells you the status that they've established because clearly they think they're going to sell a fair few tickets to this game. It's huge. The Matildas kick off on uh, April the 11th. We'll be across that. We need to go to a break, Rich. Mm. We're going to be very late for the news. Live across SEN, you're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rich. Thirty-one. We're running a little poll on our Twitter handle. Will the Eagles finish bottom of the AFL ladder? I've tipped them to finish bottom. Thirty percent of people say yes. Seventy percent say no. And they've heard about this in the West. Roach. Mark Duffield has rung through to our producer. They oh, want, you're in trouble, eh? They want me to go on air over in Perth. Please explain. You cope. I think I can cope with, yeah, it. Cope with it. I think there's enough evidence to suggest they're a reasonable chance. I, hey. Yeah, I wouldn't be. Worried about it? No, not worried at all. Breaking news in the Australian cricket team. Now, Dave Warner will not take part in the f- two tests that remain against India. He will be coming home after the concussion and that elbow issue. But there is still some hope that he will return to India for the one-day series. Mm, interesting. Not a bad move, though. So who are I Australia's think. openers now? Uh, it'll be Kawaja and Head. Okay. Happy and with that? And you've got a bit more work to do with the whole lineup now, haven't you? No question of that mm. at all, Rooch. What's it time for? For a break. The news, isn't it? <laughs> 4.30, isn't it? That's what we're doing. Live across SEN, you're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. 36, we're in the home straight. We're about to cross to the Junction Oval with former Australian leggy Bryce McGain. And following that, we'll be having a chat with Dermot Brereton. But I tell you what, I said I reckon the Eagles will finish bottom this year. Uh, we've put it up on our Twitter account to see who agrees. I'm in the minority, Roach. It's gone down to 27% that think the Eagles will finish bottom. 73% say no. So who would... Now, we don't know from the poll who people are thinking are the favourite. No, well, I presume a lot of people are just thinking North North Melbourne. But, um, yeah, I think it's going to be West Coast bottom, then the Hawks, North Melbourne, GWS and St Kilda. But who knows, Roach? What we do know is Victoria have the upper hand at the Junction Oval as we go to Victoria. Bryce McGain joins us. Brycey, what is happening? Kimbo and Roach, it's not good news for South Australia. Victoria are just edging away, unfortunately, and... It was in a precarious position, Victoria, five for 97 in their second innings. And they're only leading by about 150. And there's some terrific bowling. 
Johnson, uh, Spencer Johnson, in his debut game, took three top-order wickets, Dean, Chandra Singer and Harrison. They were looking the good South Australia. There's some real bubble about the way they were playing and obviously confidence built from last year, win over table-topping WA. And mm. it's just slipped away. And the player responsible is Matt Short. And yeah. he has been nothing short of outstanding the way he has batted on it. Challenging wicket. Hasn't had a lot of sideways movement, but it has had some cracks. It's a, it's a used wicket that's been resuscitated, and it's come back. So it has had a bit of indifferent bounce, um, but he's clocked the game of cricket at the moment. He is batting superbly. 70 in the first innings. He is 119 not out, though um, we may have an update to a wicket that may have just forwarded. Sam Harper is the wicket that's just fallen. So Victoria now, 7 for 232, they lead by 287, which is going to be a bit of a stretch on this pitch, unfortunately, for South Australia. Yeah, I agree with you. Could Matty Short play for Australia in one form of the game? Oh, my, my word, he can. And Adelaide Strikers supporters know mm. that uh, it might be through the avenue of the T20 because opening the batting, opening the bowling, captaining the team, it's genuine under-14 cricket. And uh, But he's been... He, he batted so well in the Big Bash. Player of the tournament, my word, he can do it in that form of the game. But he's also shown that's adapted now into the longer form of the game. And I, I think this is just purely a self-belief issue. Uh, it hasn't been a lack of skill or a lack of uh, capability or talent. It's just been belief in himself, and now he's done that. He peeled off 100 against Queensland in the Marsh Cup just a week ago. Now he's got his second Shield 100 in his career uh, against South Australia today. Uh, he's a shining light of Australian cricket. Probably the former Australian cricketer, well, anywhere in the world at the moment. Yeah, he's feeling superhuman. Uh, wonderful job, Bryce. We really appreciate it. I don't think there'll be a need to speak to you tomorrow. I can't see South Australia hanging around for that long, but we'll wait and see. Hopefully we do chat to you again tomorrow. Good on you, Bryce. Good to catch up once again. Have a ripper evening, everyone. We will, because we've got our next guest. We've been waiting to speak to him for some time. We love him, Rich. He's a five-time, five-time, two-time. <laughs> And I tell you what, he had the best strut in the game. I don't think anyone superseded it yet. Dermot, Dermot Brereton. Dermot. Kimbo, Roots, how you going? Hello, Dermot. Happy New Year. First time we speak to you. It is. Sorry, I was, I was all rigged up to uh, speak to you guys last week and uh, no circumstances prevented it in the end. Okay. I apologise. My no, apologies. good as gold, Dermot. We love it when you jump on. We really appreciate it. We're going to give you a couple of easy ones My today. Uh, Roach doesn't think there'll be any changes <laughs> to the top eight. I think that's rubbish. Um, who goes out of the top eight this year and who goes into the top eight? Well, it's always tough to work out who goes out. Um I think everybody looks like they'd be a chance, although they're a little bit like last year. Carlton have a uh, a little bit of a hiccup happening at the mm. moment with injuries, mm. but uh, they probably should should be able to continue their upward uh, trajectory. I would think. I would think. Hang on, just a second. I'm going to take you off hands free, yeah. and I'm going to. Yeah, like so, so talk amongst yourselves for about no, four we'll or be, five we'll, seconds. We'll be right. Uh, for those that have been listening, I believe Collingwood and Fremantle will probably 
Drop out. Out of the well, I think, Roach, you know, and we went through the reasons why before. Uh, Bulldogs are uh, interesting. I haven't had a real forensic look at them at this stage. Mm. But uh, I just think Port will be in the top eight. And uh, I think there's a very, very good chance that either Adelaide Essendon or Carlton will be there. So that's my logic. Have we got Dermot in place? Have you got me now? Oh, yeah, you sound beautiful. Good. Your voice right. your voice even sounds deeper. So you're Dermot. nominating Carlton to force their way from the bottom <laughs> ten to the top <laughs> yeah. eight. Who else have you got? <laughs> yeah. Who else have you got rising, Dermot? Uh, I think that Fremantle could. Now they get a little bit more extra depth. And some of their very good players. I know I know um Fife is getting a little yeah. older and he's just relinquished the uh, the captaincy. But they're a chance to just climb a little more. Um, well, you how don't... high they can go, I'm not too sure. The other one, the other one that, that, that is intriguing, and he didn't get to set the world on fire, over there, I mean, I, my view of Horn Francis... In his draft year, mm-hmm. I thought this this kid is ready made, no, but not just ready made to be, you know, playing league football. He's um, uh, the young lad Dacos. He I thought he would have yeah. rivaled, or yeah. if not, been better than him in first year. Yeah. Clearly, there were issues off field that affected him, but now that he's got the the uh, uh, the home digs and he's he's in his home state and all. Things should be comfortable for him. He is capable of an extraordinary season. Whether that catapults uh, uh, the power up a little bit more, yet to see. But I'm I'm hoping that lad shows what what we saw in him in his draft year. Well, interesting then. You've got uh, Fremantle going up. I've got him dropping out of the eight uh, because I wow. Think, well, look. They've, met, they've lost Rory Lobb, key forward. They've lost Lloyd Meek, a ruckman. I know they've brought in um, Luke Jackson. That's just one player, Yago O'Meara, in the twilight mm. of his career. They've lost Griffin Logue. He's gone to North Melbourne. Um, mm. Yeah, I'm just saying... The I'm only like, thing I would say about that, and there's, there's no denigration on people, but Lloyd Meek was second-ish, third-ish choice for their mm. first ruck, and he's a first ruck player. Rory Lobb, I've coached personally mm-hmm. um, at at GWS. Um, Rory's hit or miss. Yeah. I, I think they can they can work through that mm. that loss there, um, and and I think with the depth they get with O'Meara is fantastic for their midfield. Um, that's real depth of experience as well. That'll ease a little bit for for um, Sarong and uh, Brayshaw. That that will be so good for them because he's a genuine inside midfielder. Um, but but uh, the, the the big lad you mentioned from back from Melbourne, um, Luke Jackson. Name? Luke Jackson. That's a huge plus for them. It's a huge plus for them. So I think they they might be. A little bit too big to handle up forward. So if you, you really, all things are working out the way they were, except in effect you've replaced Lob with Luke Jackson. I think that's a win. Right, Dermot, what's your read on Collingwood, particularly when their season last year was 
Well, it was propelled by those narrow victories. If you have a half yep. of those switched the other way, well, they're, they're not the Collingwood that fired up the final series. So what's your read on them now? It's hard to... to yeah, I, I know you can... It's hard to get a read on it because most teams over the long haul work 50-50 for single-figure single margins. Yeah. Yeah. But Collingwood were extraordinary. Yeah. I mean, if that if that figure works out over two seasons, 50-50 for those single-figure margins, um, they lose them this yeah. year. Oh. They're nowhere near the finals. Mm. So it, it's hard to get a fix on them. But, uh, and a lot of people say, oh, Collingwood would have made a better fist of it had they made it through the preliminary final. Mm. Not necessarily. No. I think both teams played their grand final on preliminary final Afternoons, uh, Sydney v Collingwood. Um, so whether they might have been able to last a little bit better than than uh, Sydney, not too sure. But they are a good team. They mm. do have a good list they can put out on the ground. And the kid Dacos we mentioned yep. uh, earlier, the, the boys are star. Um, they've got a good, good side. So you'd expect them to at least hold. You think they can win. 12, and even then pinch one or two more. 12 will more than likely get you a gig in September. Um, you pinch one or two more, you, you're genuinely playing September finals footy. Okay. I, I got them going out of the eight. Uh, look, they've got in um, Bobby Hill. That's that's not a big win for them. McStay, I reckon he's hit and miss. If you talk about the the lad from uh, Fremantle, Oregon McStay's just as hit and miss. Tommy Mitchell's a big plus for mm-hmm. them. Hey, Derm, at the moment, I'm not a rocket scientist, but you've got nine sides going into eight for the top eight. Yeah. So you've got Carlton Who's coming out? Richmond, Bulldogs, <sighs> Brisbane, Sydney. <laughs> Collingwood, <laughs> Melbourne, Geelong. It'll, Geelong, it, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll pick someone, and it doesn't matter. It, it'll be someone who has... A horror season with injuries. Yeah, I mean, yeah every way, year. I mean, we stay yeah, at the way. We, we stay at every year. You just yep. turn the injury ladder mm. upside down, and there's your top of the ladder, and the team with the most injuries to their, you know, their, their best thirty-two, they finish on the bottom. Except uh-huh. for North Melbourne, I think yeah. North will finish probably down there again. Get, I'd imagine. And it's a good point that. you make, Dermot, because when you're looking at two to three wins between seven and twelve spots. You're right. The injury count will make a significant yep. play on who makes huge. the eight and who doesn't. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you're not bullish. Yeah, you're, you're not bullish on Port Adelaide rebounding. You're just basically saying up if Horn Francis fires up, there may be a chance. A lot of people have them top four. Well, do you, do you think they're better than Geelong? No. Nope. No. And uh, they're, uh, they're not better than Melbourne. No. They're not better. Well, than Melbourne Brisbane. are my top. Yeah, Melbourne yeah. are my top seed. Brisbane worry me a little bit. Oh, they why? just yeah they. I I look at the makeup of their forward line. Um, Gunston's going to be very good. Yeah. He'll be good for them in his knowledge of how to play up forward. And to me, that's what what they need because there's a lot of when the ball goes forward for for Brisbane when they kick scores. They play on emotion. Charlie's revving them up and Joe Danaher standing up and putting each arm in the air, pointing fingers to the sky and it's all the world's the limit. I'd like to see them succeed when their backs are really against the wall because I haven't seen it yet. 
whenever they're really challenged. Well, that final last year. Uh, Oh, look, yeah, you can, you can win the odd final here or there, but you got to, if you want to win a premiership, yeah. you've got to take down a couple of the, you know, one or two of the big cats along the way. You've okay. really got to nail a good scalp to the wall and everybody stands up. And all opposition go, right, in our preparation, how do we deal with? Mm. If you're going out against Brisbane right now and you're at Geelong or in Melbourne, are you saying how do we deal with? Anyone from Brisbane? Yeah, good They're good point. players. Good point. They're good players. But, I mean, six other teams besides Melbourne and Geelong have got to make finals. Mm. You just, you need somebody who goes, I'm throwing it back to the times of Chris Judd. Now, Chris Judd came out in the ground at his heyday. Gary Ablett Jr. And I know I'm talking about all-time greats, but teams went, how do we deal with this? Yeah. How do we possibly get through this game and limit this damage. Who's going to hit you with the damage in in Brisbane? I mean, they're, they're a good team. They'll probably make finals. I don't know that they can damage, you know, well, a Geelong or a Melbourne if Melbourne get their yeah. forward line. There's a lot of ifs, isn't there? Yeah, that's an interesting perspective. <laughs> uh, yeah. Dermy, we'll give you two more. A one-word answer on this one. You haven't mentioned Adelaide, so yes or no for the top eight. No. No. Let me get to the next one. I've upset everyone in WA. We're running a Twitter poll here. I've got the West Coast Eagles finishing bottom. Now that beat of Lajos ring up from Perth wants me to get on their show to explain myself. But they won two games last year. Yeah, they, were, they, they never – and it sounds bad, but they never recovered from COVID, no. did they? But how do they, they improve? How do they improve? Oh, they've lost that, Josh Kennedy, but they've lost Josh Kennedy, and they're, they're, they're an aging yeah. list. Yeah. Their list management's really well, a question. Yeah, look, uh, I went through them uh, late last year, and of their core twelve players, mm. nine are thirty or over. Ooh, yeah. So that that's not a great place to be in your list management. Um, when we talk list management, we just talk about getting the best players possible into your club, don't we? Um, what's the name of the big blonde lad uh, number Oscar Allen. who plays? Oscar Allen. Yep. Oscar Allen. I mean, they haven't had him for two years. Mm. He, you know, let's hopefully um, cross our fingers and see if that talented kid can get back out on the track. He won't replace Josh Kennedy, but while he continues to learn the caper, now what would he be now, 22, 3? So yeah. he's almost entering the sweet spot of his career. He'd be a little bit behind time because he's been so injured. Um, but let's hope that he can do something. Jack Darling is, is weary in the tooth now. He's just turned 30, I think, in the off-season. Uh, I can see them winning more. Than, than they have in the last two years put together because they never, ever recovered from, you know, COVID. Some teams, I won't say embraced it, but said, this is our lot, let's make the most of it. Mm. It was as if West Coast fought the, the institution that they had to go to and, and live in during COVID. So I, I felt for them a bit. They're the most isolated uh, uh, couple of teams, uh, Fremantle and and. The Eagles in the comp, so they, yeah, they did it tough. I, th- I think they can win their five or six. It's, it's a, still a bloody hard road trip to go and right. play 3,000 k's away. Oh, it is. Dermy, we've got uh, 30 seconds. Uh, you've got to give me three answers on this. Uh, who finishes bottom? 
North Melbourne. North Melbourne. Uh, do Port make the eight? Yes. Oh, and who's the side that goes out? <laughs> oh, fair thing. Okay, just go Brisbane. He's got him to win the flag. Hey, good on you, Dermy. We love chatting to you and we look forward to maybe speaking to you throughout the year. We appreciate you jumping on. My pleasure and my Hawks will battle their little hearts out as well. They'll be down the flat end as well, I'd right, say. Yeah. I got you second to bottom. <laughs> yeah, that'd be about right. <laughs> Good on you, Derm. Oh, it is tough doing the tipping. You can only go on the information and the recruits that you can see in front of you, Rooch. So. Can I unload a week of coffees to you in a side covering bet with Dermot now that Brisbane make the eight? Oh, and I have the bet? No, no, well, I'm not going to take Dermy's bet. I think they'll be in the top eight. You can have that. Ring up Dermy. Yeah, I will. He'll do some business with you. Sorry, Maybe he won't. Up. He'd be mad if he did. All right, but you have lost coffees for the whole week, Roach, because you had a brain fade. Oh, well. All righty, that wraps up the show. The we'll heat. be back and we'll do it's it all again tomorrow. Good night, everyone. Hooroo.